We had a great response today on Am I Wrong? And I'm sure it's a topic that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, we also had one of our wildest trash flashes in a while. <laughs> yeah. And maybe our ickiest oh, misconnection. Man. You know what's funny? I think I scrubbed that from my memory right after we did it. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> but hey, there's a we got a 23andMe test coming, maybe. That's right. All right. You'll figure out what we're talking about right now in the podcast. Kelly Wood. Am I wrong is when someone is struggling with something in their life, so they call us up so that we can help them out. We have Mandy on the phone with us right now. Mandy, what's going on? Why are you on Am I Wrong today? Hi, guys. Um, I wanted to call in because now that it's the holiday times, um, my husband is the world's worst gift giver. Uh, sure, your name's not Brianna. Is this my <laughs> wife calling in? Because I'm pretty bad. It's never ever been a good present in well, give us some, how give, long we've been together. Give us some examples. Um, what what has he given you that has been bad? Like a cheap waffle maker one year. Hmm. Um, there was one year he bought me a new iron for the doing laundry. Now, point that's, of order. Point wrong. of order. Did you need these things, though? No. Oh. Absolutely not. Because a lot of times, that's kind of how I do it. Like, what does my wife need? I'll get her that. Oh, so romantic. Hence, hence the WeatherTech floor mats I bought her that one year. <laughs> so iron, waffle maker, what else? Last year really took the cake. He got me a Santa Claus garden gnome for our front yard. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is worse than me, man. Oh, no, no. Are those your big gifts? Yeah, for the most part, we do a lot more um, small stuff, and we focus on all the kids in the family mostly. But yeah, those have been the <laughs> um, big presents from my husband. Man, that's t- have you ever brought this up to him and said, hey, your gifts are lacking a little bit? He thinks they're funny. He thinks he's being helpful. Um, but yeah, he doesn't seem to see really a big problem with it. That's tough. Huh. So... Okay, so then why are you on Am I Wrong today? What is it that you want to do to fit, to remedy this situation? So here's my thinking. Instead of spending things or spending money on things that are unnecessary or downright ridiculous, <laughs> why not just give me cash or, you know, a Visa gift card and I can buy what I actually want? I wish that my wife would do this. The only reason I don't give her cash is because it would seem insensitive, but it is so hard sometimes to buy for the woman in your life. And it's not that I don't want to spend the money. It's not that I don't love her. It's just really, really hard. Hmm. So I would love it if Bree was just like, hey, give me 150 bucks cash and we'll call her even Steven. Yeah. I mean, I could pick out things um, maybe later in the year. I might see something else that's on sale that is, necessary or needed instead of right now when everything is on sale for christmas and it's not what i want would you ever do this one no i'm i'm not a john but so. you guys also don't buy you and your wife don't buy each other gifts do not you much i mean you know we kind of save our money for other things i i just to me it's more of the thought behind it yeah and i, I get it his gift buying sucks um, but maybe give him a couple ideas. I don't, to me, cash just seems wrong because cash is just, just nothing to it. That's what you give your niece or nephew when you don't pay attention to what they want. <laughs> so, you know, your wife. But that's what kids want anyway, though. They want to go hit the, they want to go hit the toy aisle at Target or whatever. Right. So you, but your spouse, man, it's the, the thought that you put into it. 
And so uh, I'm guessing you're asking, are you wrong for just wanting cash from your husband? <laughs> right. Like you said, some people, um, some of our friends have said that's kind of tacky and cheap and not as heartfelt, but really a Santa garden gnome? Yeah, that one's a rough one. I ain't gonna lie to you. That, that kind of has me leaning towards you. But well, here's what we're gonna do, Mandy. Is we're gonna put you on hold, okay? And uh, you'll be able to hear all the calls, hear all the texts that come in, and then we'll come up with a judgment. Are you wrong for just wanting to ask your husband for cash for Christmas? Okay, sounds good. All right, hold on, Mandy. All right, so now we got the premise. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for your help. Get on the phone, call, and text us and let us know, is this a bad plan? Kelly and Wood. We got Mandy sitting on hold right now for Am I Wrong? She wants to know, her husband is a terrible gift giver, and she thought, you know what, this year it would be bad if I just asked for cash. And uh, text rolling in here, like, Dustin, we don't do gifts. If it's that bad, uh, we'd rather save money and do some traveling in the summer. That's something that we've kind of uh, gotten to. I would to. love to do that, too. And I actually really like that. Uh, Dawn says, my husband and I have an agreement. I tell him what I want, and he tells me, no bad gifts that we don't want and that we don't like. Right. Uh, uh, Chris texting in, hey, my family actually, uh, oh, th- sorry, th- he's texting in gift ideas, so all right, okay. that. <laughs> this is for Kelly. Other people texting in, what about creating like an Amazon gift account and you don't have to buy off Amazon but then it just kind of tells you what you want. It's like a like a wedding registry or a baby shower registry. Kind of sort Why of. don't we do that for Christmas? Well, there you go. I'm uh, getting stressed. Bob from Grand Forks texted in. Uh, I surprised to surprise my wife for the most part. We get the things we want throughout the year and don't worry about Christmas. Bob, that's a high bar, buddy. Yeah, it is. Uh, don't be doing that to us. All right? <laughs> we like to keep things real low around here. Uh, Jenna, it's not really hard to buy gifts for women. When we go to a store, we say, this is cute. Or I like this. No, that's the hint. Uh, no, that's not fair at all. That is not fair at all. You know we are not paying attention when we're out at the store with you. Sure about that? I, the 100%. I don't know. We, when we wife. go to the mall, I am not paying attention to when my wife says this is cute. Well, then shame on you. No, not shame on me because I know that I would buy the wrong size because that's another. Go ahead and throw that into the Always mix. Always buy small. That, then she's got to return it. And li- listen. Mm-hmm. My wife is not. She she is the worst at returning anything. It'll hang on the it'll hang on the bedroom door for ten months. But at that point, time that's not on you. No, I know. But then it's then then I go into well. Now I've wasted money on something that you can't even wear. I'm not gonna lie to you. This sounds like a lot of your problem, not it's, hers. Look, for the longest time, I could not afford to buy my wife anything for Christmas, mm-hmm. and she couldn't afford to get me anything. And it was all about let's just make sure the kids have a good Christmas, and we'll you know we'll just hang out and. Now that we can buy each other things, it's the most stressful part of the year. All right. Amanda uh, texted in, why do gifts then? Just buy for the kids and call it good. The money comes from both of you anyway. Save yourself the frustration and just focus on the little ones. That's what I'd love to do again. Uh, we don't typically buy each other gifts from uh, Stacy. We instead try to plan a date night or a vacation weekend away, something like that. I, I think a lot more people are starting to do that. Experiences over things. Uh, Jen, that's ridiculous. Yes, cash is not right for a significant other. That's the thought. As Wood said, it's not the material thing. Give them a list of ideas ahead of time, and then go ahead and get what you like. Point of order. Mm-hmm. Isn't, is there no thought behind cash? What if you give so much that you know it's going to inconvenience the other person? Then there's thought behind that. Like, hey, this is going to inconvenience me a little bit, giving you this much cash, but because I love you, I I'm glad you realized how stupid that was as you were saying <laughs> that it. That literally fell apart as I was trying to make my case. Yeah. So, no. Uh, keep the text coming. We've got a ton coming in here. Yeah, so. keep the calls coming, too. We love talking to you. Hello. Hey. So, I personally would think that this would be an awesome present. Like, I get it because I am a mom of two young kids okay. that 
is home. <clears throat> I am only work part time and I'm home with the kids otherwise. And I've actually done that where I ask for just a me day, like for Christmas, give me a me day where I can go shopping and buy whatever I want without feeling guilt. Um, so as a mom, I get it. That would be awesome. Well, th- this is good to hear because maybe we need to change the stigma around giving people cash as a gift. Nah. I, I think I think it starts here. And I think it starts right now. Do you know how much more I would enjoy the holiday season if I didn't have this dread of trying to find my wife something? If I could just say, look, babe, here's some cash. <laughs> She's not a lady yeah, of the nights. Go do you, boo. You leave it on the nightstand as you leave? Here's a little cash sheesh. See, you're part of the problem when you're giving cash a negative stigma. And why? Because that's how you pay ladies of the nights. Okay. So once I write her a check? <laughs> that's even worse. Ask Jerry Springer. I'll make it out to cash. <laughs> Maybe don't do that, but just be like, hey, I know you have a busy life and you don't really get a lot of you time, so... I'm giving you a you day instead of here's just some money. <laughs> I love this. And you're a busy mother of two who would love something like that. Yep. I have asked for that before, and I absolutely love it because I never spend money on myself usually. Like, I'm always right. focusing on the kids or my husband. And yep. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice thing to do every now and then. My, I, I know this is am I wrong, and I know we're trying to help Mandy, but I pray to God my wife Brianna is listening right now. Because this would help me out so much this holiday season. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for the call this morning. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. All right, let's keep those calls. Keep those texts coming. Is it okay for Mandy to just want cash from her terrible gift-giving husband? Kelly and Wood. All right, Am I Wrong is happening right now. We got Mandy sitting on hold with us because she wants to know, is it wrong to just want cash for Christmas mm-hmm. because her husband is a terrible gift giver? And man, don't we get a lot of texts this morning. Uh, how about this one? My cousin once told me to get your wife a pair of slippers and something else. If she doesn't like the slippers... Well, she can go get something herself. Okay. walk-in boots there. Right. Uh, my husband will buy or order what he wants, but then he can't have them until Christmas, and then I will wrap them as a gift. Okay. So that's kind of just doing it yourself. I like that idea. No, Wood is right. It's all about the thoughts. Uh, from Jan, Mary, I agree with Wood. It's not the same if you give cash and have to buy it yourself. Have the wife give her husband ideas where he can get it. Sometimes men are just lost when it comes to finding an item. Yes, thank you. Not lying. Thank you for that honesty. Uh, it's better than a man's clues. My husband says uh, stuff. Like, we're talking about like women give clues. Right. Like, oh, this is cute. We do a better job than men, my husband says things like, I need new tractor tires. Well, I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? Spend $1,000? My husband and I typically pick out something together to upgrade around the house or something we can fun we can do as a family. We've had a lot of people say things like that. So uh, I think it's it's really kind of been split on the text messages. It has. All right. uh, We got some people sit on hold. Then we got to give Manny her judgment this morning. Hello. Hello. So my husband is a horrible gift giver. All right. He tries. So I buy my own presents, and then I box them up, and I send him with the kids to buy a candle or some fuzzy socks or something easy. Okay. And then he tells the kids he's got the rest of it covered. So that way, everybody is happy. I don't have to ask for money, and I get what I want. Can I ask, what are some of the bad gifts he's gotten you? <laughs> um, I've gotten, like, household appliances. Boy, I, this is news uh, to me because- that women don't like getting appliances. <laughs> 
I don't like cooking, so okay. it's not a thrill for me. Um, he's got me, like, on a whim, I'll be like, oh, I want to learn how to play piano. So he'll buy me a piano. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a phenomenal like gift. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what's, let me ask you this. Good. What's the gift that sent you over the edge to where you were finally like, all right, enough is enough of this? Um, he spent hundreds of dollars on like bath and body like lotions and bathroom stuff, and I hate the smells of all of it. <laughs> and it was just, I ended up regifting it all because it was horrible <laughs> for now, me. Other people like it. For okay. me, it was horrible, and I was like, nope, I'm done. This is a good case study. Was he upset when you said, "Look, let, let's let's end the charade"? All right, here's how we're going to do it from here on out. Did he take any offense to it at all? No, I just started doing it oh. and said, hey, I got a Christmas present for me. And he was like, perfect. I don't have to go shopping. All right. <laughs> this is good. This is exactly what Mandy needs. We appreciate the call this morning. Thank you. Yeah, have a good day. You too. Kelly and Wood, hello. Hey, okay, so the gal that called in about getting money for Christmas yes, because she wanted a meeting, that girl is doing something a little different than just flat out asking for cash. Like... That I see because then it's like her husband or whatever is like taking the time to like arrange, okay, I'm going to take the kids these days and like you can, you know, maybe he's getting her a gift certificate for a pedicure too or, you know, a massage. Like that's a little more thought than just straight up. It's a hundred bucks. So are, are you married? I am married, yes. Is your husband a good gift giver? Um, honestly, he just gets me what's on my list. Okay. It's not, it's not bad. I mean, it's obviously stuff I want, but, like, I don't, if I don't give him exact details, no, he doesn't, like, go stellar, but, right. you know, we're also, I mean, we've been together for a very long time, and I'm like, you know, we don't have to go crazy, yeah. um, especially at the holidays, like, we... We've kind of gone to similar things where it's like, um, how about instead of a gift, like, help me repaint the bathroom or paint the kitchen. <laughs> right. or, Ooh, how about cash? Know, <laughs> yeah, no. I, and I, like, I can see that cash in certain scenarios, but like, like the guy who wanted to go shopping. And I was like, is that necessarily cash? Because he could just hand over the credit card that day and be like, I'm watching the kids. Yeah, I have everything arranged for you for this day. Okay, like, that takes some thought, right? That makes sense. Like, okay, this is good. This is exactly what we need to hear. Right. Hey, we appreciate the call this morning. All right, thank you. Have a great, have a great day. One. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, Wood. I think it's time to give Mandy her judgment. Come on. All right, Mandy. You heard all the calls. You hear all the texts, and in your judgment today. Pretty much split right down the middle, 50-50. On, some people think it's okay for you to just ask for cash. Some people say you're missing the true meaning of what Christmas is all about. And I understand that, and maybe I'll point him more in the direction of something that I'd want. But, yeah, we're going to have to have a longer conversation. But, hey, do keep your head up. There ain't a damn person who said the garden gnome was a good idea. So <laughs> you're 100% right on that one. Hey, let me ask you this, too. How long have you guys been married? Uh, 10 years. Okay. So this is me and my wife's 13th year of marriage. Congrats. And this is, thanks. 
And this year, she finally started texting me like some ideas, like, "Ooh, I wouldn't mind having this," or "I wouldn't mind." She never did that in the past, and that's why she ended up with WeatherTech floor mats. Hey, quit, quit dragging yourself. Those, those are good floor mats, man. I know that's but, a good gift. <laughs> I thought it was too, especially our first year in the Midwest. I won't hear that slander. She here. didn't know what it was like to live in snow and salt and everything else. That's so. quality. Anyway, but I think that was the final straw to where she was like, "All right, I need to text this fool." Mm-hmm. So. And I don't take offense to it, so maybe just shooting your husband some text. You're out shopping. Boom. Hey, I wouldn't mind having this for Christmas. Yeah, that's a good idea. If he is listening right now, what is it, what is the gift you do want? I could definitely use um, a new purse. You can never go wrong with purses. Yeah, but, yes, you can. Because then you buy the wrong purse, and then that's a whole scene. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I stay away from clothes, uh, accessories, anything like that. I'm an awesome purse buyer. Are so, you? Yeah. I bet you are. All uh, right. Well. <laughs> how dare you, sir? <laughs> Mandy, I'm sorry that we weren't much help. To, or maybe we were help because it kind of sounds like do what you like. Yeah. I think, um, I think I have a better idea of how to approach this. Fantastic. Well, that's what Am I Wrong was built for. So thank you for being on with us this morning. Have yourself a great uh, Christmas. Thank you. You guys, too. Kelly and Wood. We got misconnections coming your way in just a second. But did you see this story, Wood? Do you know where Upper Red Lake is? No. It's like way northern Minnesota. Okay. And it's a, I believe there's Upper and Lower Red Lake. And I think they're gigantic lakes. Well, there's a story, and I actually saw this on national news first. And the, the headline made me laugh because the headline was 100 people rescued from floating iceberg on Minnesota Lake. Iceberg. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me dig a little deeper into this. So anyway, on Upper Red Lake, a bunch of people up there ice fishing right now, and um, a, a huge chunk of ice broke off with what they believed at the time to be 100 to 200 people stranded on this chunk of ice. The hell? <laughs> I know. And the funny thing is, by the time they had called the authorities, or the I believe it's called Beltrami or Beltrami County. Anyway, by the time the sheriff's office showed up, they were the ice had floated thirty yards away. So you got a hundred people stranded on a chunk of ice thirty yards away. So what, was it like a party, or was it they ice fishing? They're just about this. Is a, that lake is gigantic, so a hundred people could easily fit. You know their their ice houses out there. So yeah, they were out there fishing. Okay. And which I'm sure I was just thinking this is, I was like, you know, that turned into a party at some point. Well, that's why I'm, I'm wondering if they even recognized. I say, well, that's probably why they were able to float so far away because they're probably like, Hey, wait a second. This Dog, is a, this isn't the same spot. There's land. <laughs> but anyway, they were able to get all 100 people off of this lake, off of this huge island of ice. Probably didn't want to come off. I, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, you know, they're just cracking beers. Like, here we go. What's the problem? I would have been terrified. I don't. When I was a kid, my grandpa would take me ice fishing every once in a while, and he would drive on the ice, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. It's probably why I'm traumatized to this day. When he would tell me, leave your door open in case we go through the ice so you can jump out. Yeah. Which doesn't even seem logistically possible now, looking back with even the slightest understanding of physics. But uh, but, yeah. these, but these guys, man, there were just a hundred of them just floated away on a big old chunk of ice. But the, they went out there with airboats and ATVs, and they made like a little a little temporary bridge, and they got everybody off the ice. Just pushed it back. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a Pixar. Movie. I guarantee people were back out there the next day fishing, without a doubt. You know for a fact. Kelly and Wood. We got misconnections happening in just a couple of seconds, but we were talking about this big ice island that broke off on Upper Red Lake, and they had to rescue a hundred people from it. Mm-hmm. Eric texted in, said his buddy was one of the guys out out there said it was pretty terrifying Ooh. 
And what were you saying? Yeah, I'd just like to comment on your Red Lake story. I've fished that lake many times. Yeah. And it seems like every every year there's a batch of idiots that goes out there too early. What happens is, is there's a pressure ridge in that lake. And the pressure ridges are in every lake, but in that lake they're in the same place, pretty much the same place every year. Okay. And the, the crack opens up over the winter and in the spring and in the summer, you know, in the spring and in the fall. And it, the crack will open up because the ice shifts with the wind. Well, I got those idiots went out there too early, and like, yesterday it got windy. Yeah, and it, it broke the sh- it broke the shelf off, and they're just floating around out there. Holy cow! They can't, it, there's there's really no danger to it unless the ice were really really thin and they it broke. Yeah. But what happens is you get a, you get a hundred people and all their equipment out there. That's quite a bit of weight. That's heavy. And then yeah. The wind picks it. The wind picks up and it breaks off. Well, it's funny you mentioned idiots because, Brian Riley, didn't you just say you were out there this weekend on that? Oh, yeah. I was out there Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every year, every year people push it because they like to fish over that long weekend of Thanksgiving. Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely one of those. I can't can't deny that. (laughs) It happens all the time. Well, now you know the caliber of people that work on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thank you for the call, man. Let's take a climb in that family tree. These people are looking for love. I love it. We'll help them find it. It's Missed Connections with Kelly and Wood. This is where Wood scours the internet to find a couple that almost had love but missed it. So we use the power of radio to thrust these two people together. This one's labeled... Cousin Tracy. (laughs) Come on, man. We're not that kind of show, man. We're not that kind of show. <laughs> Sadly, I think we are that kind of show. Because, listen, I'm hoping... It's male for female, by the way. Uh, of course it is. I'm hoping that you see this, Tracy. <laughs> You've been lied to. Long ago, I was told that you were actually adopted, which means that we are not actually blood cousins. I am willing to take a 23andMe test to prove it. Dude, there are plenty of fish in the sea. But my mom said I am not allowed to tell you. He told his mom? I am too scared to say anything straight to you in case you aren't okay with this. Dude, my brain hurts listening to this right now. So I thought, why not try here, LOL. I've always thought you were the most beautiful woman in the world. Putting LOL at the end of that sentence doesn't make it any better. It doesn't take any of the sting out of it. And if we aren't cousins, then it would be okay if we dated. (laughs) No, it wouldn't. I'm sure that everyone would be fine with it once they learn that we are not blood related. what, What city is this from? So let's give this a try. We gotta give them a small town salute. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir. You sully the small town salute. Oh, man. Okay. We're not done here yet, though. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I am. So let's give this a try. I can send off for the test ASAP, but would like to know if you are game first since the test is like a hundred bucks or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is the best one in a long time. I'm so glad someone sent this in. I forget the name. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I love that you're totally down to date your cousin, but I'm wasting a hundred bucks. Yeah, let's keep it on the level here. That could go towards our first date. It's and what <laughs> can't imagine where. <laughs> and what if they're they are related? Then he just then all this awkwardness just oh. gets brushed underneath the rug. Well then. Like, dude, you've already propositioned your cousin. 
alleged cousin we should stay. And I like how this is just a family. I can't say anything, though. Yeah. Well, Why are you telling the kid? He already told his mom. How much beer is included in this story, by the way? Man, my mom is the last person I'm telling in this situation. I think mom said you're not allowed to tell the cousin she's adopted. Oh. I believe that's the part. Either way. I don't think you went to mom with the cousin loving (laughs) angle. I think that's the one you keep tucked deep inside your heart (laughs) until you know all signs are a go. Well, Wood, we never know what we're going to get. No, we don't. When we use the power of radio to try and thrust two people together. Good God. And a little something we like to call Missed Connections. Kelly and Wood's Small Town Salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Gilman, Minnesota, population 224. If you're looking to kill an afternoon, get to Gilman Co-op Creamery. You can get everything from the best ice cream in the world to baby chickens. And that's why we want to give Gilman, Minnesota, our small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Maryland, my friend. New England trash. Come on, check and look at that map there again, buddy. I thought Maryland was up in the New England area. Chesapeake Bay area. Moving on. All right, there we go. Well, we have ourselves... Two people. Now, mind you, it's 1.30 in the morning on Thanksgiving. That's when police officers get the reports of, hey, there's two people causing ruckus down off hole number nine at the golf course around the pond. (laughs) It's as good as your math skills. So the officers responded, and they found 58-year-old Timothy Smith and 31-year-old Samantha Fooling around. Now, I'm not talking about that fooling around. Get your head out of the gutter. Stop. No. Samantha was driving the golf cart, racing Timothy around the lake. (laughs) Now, the problem starts because the officers believe that the two people are intoxicated. Now, you would imagine he say, hey, you know what, guys? Knock it off. It's 1.30 in the morning. Go home. It's Thanksgiving. But the problems continued when Samantha admitted, hey, I know you guys are cops, but be cool. I got some crack and needles on me. Golly. Mm-hmm. Well, as you can imagine, that's when officers had to take this up a step. When they started patting everyone down, they found out that Timothy, well, he had a little methamphetamine in his pockets as well. So as they continued their search, they found that, well, Samantha, yeah, she did have crack and a pipe. She also had some meth in her bra, but she said, hey, that, that's not mine. That's his. And that's why he's running around his leg saying he's faster than a golf cart. (laughs) (laughs) Meth will make you do some wild things. Well, believe it or not, some marijuana was also found inside the golf cart. But the two say, we have no idea how that got here. Yeah, we're into the harder stuff. Needless to say... Doesn't really matter at this point. You're still all going to jail. They were arrested. No word on whether or not he was faster than the golf cart. Can you imagine these two showing up to your Thanksgiving dinner later on that day? Just messed out and covered in grass stains and everything else. Probably ate like an entire can of cranberry sauce and that was it. (laughs) And they left. You're like, where'd they go? Who the hell cares? (laughs) I hate your family. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know that argument was, that, was a, that was a point of cont- someone locked themselves in the bathroom that night. Timothy, I bet you I'm faster than a golf cart. Timothy, <laughs> I encourage you to go find out. Where? Anywhere but here, friend. Streaks out. <laughs> Let's go ahead and give this one a score, shall we? Come one, on. I'm going to say breaking into a golf course is trashy. Okay. Yeah, it's trashy. It's like 125 trashy, though. All right. Because you can accidentally wander onto a golf course at some point. Oh, I was on the golf course all the time as a kid at night. But didn't you guys live on a golf course? Yeah. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of different. But I don't think you're supposed to be on there. Yeah, well, yeah. who cares? You guys were rich. That's true. You just pay off the judge. Who cares? <laughs> uh, so we got 125 for breaking onto a golf course. Mm-hmm. Racing a golf cart is trashy. It's just oh, trashy. All right. Oh, okay, it's not. I'm just saying, man versus machine. Okay, you're right. It's, yeah. a, it's a story as old as time. What was that guy's name? It wasn't Henry Aaron. Oh, John Henry? There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, from the Johnny Cash song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ended right. up killing him, though. Right. Well, it, it was. It, he I was don't fast. think he was from the Johnny Cash song. Well, I think it was before that. He was, but there's a Johnny Cash song, okay. the, the Legend of John Henry, and it's a fantastic song. Focus! <laughs> it's a, you know what? Let's play it. <laughs> Ten points for you. Uh, all right. So we got that. Uh, racing the golf cart. We're not going to score that. You won't allow it. Uh, saying to the police officer, hey, be cool. Just got a little crack on me. There's that's, no such thing as a little crack, by the way. That's trashy. Yeah. Any crack is a lot of crack. Yeah, that's <laughs> you have a problem. So I'm going to give that 200 points for having crack mm. on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the methamphetamine, both of them had meth, so I'm going to give them 200 points on that. Yeah. Now, were they drunk or they just seemed drunk? Oh, yeah, they were both. Okay, so 75 points for each of them mm-hmm. on that. Um, and then, what what am I missing here? How about having meth in your bra and being like, that's not mine? Oh, yeah, that's right. Seems trash. <laughs> I'm holding it for a friend. Yeah. I'm going to give them 150 points on that. They were both arrested, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I just so. imagine that guy just burning circles in the background as they're <laughs> doing all this. He's still running. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> so fast. All right, are you ready for today's score? Like when you get your kid new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here Come we on. go. Today, our meth couple on Thanksgiving earns themselves a close, actually, a whopping 975 points. Kelly and Woods. Kelly and Woods, big bag of questions. Mm-hmm. We got a long list of questions that have been asked over time, and uh, Wood has compiled them into a nice spreadsheet. All right, now I've got my list here. Give me a number between 1 and 123. I'm going to go low. 7. Oh, an old school one. All That's right. right. Uh, Kick it old school here. for one. Uh, this one from Christian, just outside of Alexandria. Oh, all right. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. Straight to it. What is the most <laughs> useless thing you guys are masters of? Oh, gosh. The list is so long. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Uh, radio, I guess, would be one. Right? But... Do, be, being Doing this, having this skill, mm-hmm. it doesn't really translate to anything else. I actually have one that just came straight to my top of my mind, and I don't think anyone else has this. Yes. I can tell you the time within 15 minutes at any point in time. Dude, I can do the same thing and it boggles my wife's mind. Like when I wake up in the morning, I can, I almost nail it within, in the morning, 30 minutes. I know. All right. It's got to be like 730 in the morning. Boom. 727. You know what? My God. If I, if I think if, cause I have the exact same talent. I don't find it useless though, but I was pretty useless, man. I think it's because being in here, like we're always like, all right, we got three minutes left, two Mm -hmm. minutes. I I feel like for some reason our brains are wired to understand the passage of time better than anybody else. I I, I think 
And I've tried to tell my wife like how cool this is, and she has really hammered home the fact that it is useless. So <laughs> I, I will go ahead and co-sign Is that the with only her. one you got? I think so. Okay. I mean, I don't really... I can't think of anything else that I'm good at. I what got about a couple. You, what about you, Brian? Well, Ryan? one, I could tell how drunk somebody is, how many drinks they've had. You that's, are the drunk whisperer. Very useless. Yeah. You never need that. And mm. the other one is, I'm really good at like using my feet instead of my hands. Okay. So like I get I'm just so lazy where if I drop something I'll like grab my use my toes. Now hold on a second. It to grapple. That doesn't seem useless though. I no, will challenge is. you on this because I am phenomenal at this. Challenge. I can pick up change with my toes. Oh, same. I mean like How small? How small? I can get a to dime? a penny. Can you get to a dime? A dime all day. <laughs> All day. Why, why are we arguing about that? I, I can pick up sand with my... I don't no, know. I can't do sand. But I can pick up uh, pencils, anything. I Name like, it. Have you ever seen those people that like lose their arms and literally their feet become hands? Yeah, where they can oh, like, paint. Insane. They're it's drawing insane. and painting and like baking with Some their drive feet. cars. Yeah. Now, it's, I don't think I could paint. Maybe, I mean, it wouldn't be any good, but I could definitely do some wild stuff with my feet. Yeah. That is a skill. And that came from me being so fat and lazy. That <laughs> he couldn't boom. bend over. I, I didn't want to bend over, so I just, bam, I could pick it up with my toes. You might you not make it, it back up. And nope. it, it blew my dad's mind. I mean, it, it actually kind of angered him because he likened me to a chimp. You know what? Yeah. I, I may be able to go to the opposite direction on this because I have a huge gap between my big and then my second toe, so I can pick up fairly large things with my feet. I, I couldn't what go. What happened? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Maybe I was sitting in the womb in a funky position. I don't know. But I can like pick up rocks and stuff and throw them with my feet. Is it hardware and sandals? Yes, it is actually. They fly <laughs> off my feet. <laughs> they fly. They seriously fly off my feet constantly. I will. I would take. A, I probably have a linty foot right now for being in a sock. Otherwise, I'd take it off and show you. But I have this huge gap between my toes. I had a friend who cut off two of his toes in a wood splitter. Jeez. Well, they they were drinking, and his friend challenged him. I bet you can't do a wood splitter between your two toes. Bet you I can. By the way, spoiler alert: he couldn't, and it oh. cut off two of his toes. He couldn't wear sandals for the same reason, right? Because it wasn't the big toes; the two next to it. And every time he took a step of sandals. My, Went flying. It was hilarious. When, when we go into public, my wife's always like, well, it's a hot day. Why don't you wear sandals? I'm like, because they fly off my feet constantly. And then I'm walking through a restaurant. Poof, I'm all of a sudden, I'm barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just avoid sandals in the summertime. So there you go. Well, sorry about that, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if someone asked it, we got to answer. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. I actually heard this the other day, and I thought, this is so interesting, because we are all familiar with the Aerosmith song, Walk This Way. Okay. Iconic guitar riff, if you will. Of course, I wasn't even aware of this song until I did it with Run DMC, but... Wow. No, that was my childhood. I was from the streets. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so how did they come up with this song? So they were backstage before going up to perform a concert back in 1970. Now, this song wasn't released until 1975, but their drummer was heavily into funk music at the time, and he was going to school at Berkeley College, putting himself through college, right? And they were just kind of hanging backstage and just started just banging this out. But they couldn't come up with any sort of lyrics. They couldn't come up with any sort of chorus for it, right? Or what would they name this possible song? Okay. So Steven Tyler's just doing his, you know, he's scatting back there. Mm -hmm. Just nonsense words, talking nonsense words. Well, then they remembered that they were all super fans of a movie called Young Frankenstein. Walk this way. And in the movie... Walk this way. He says, walk this way, and starts walking in this crazy manner. 
Well, that is what they were laughing about, and they said, we're going to call the song Walk This Way. And that is how Walk This Way was born. Hmm. From Young Frankenstein. It's not bad. Yeah, see? Like, and, like, the, you get in, like, rock and roll has some, like, great stories behind, like, song. Like, do you, I'm sure you've heard of the song of Led Zeppelin, Black Dog. Yeah, I know that one. Now, do you know why that song is called Black Dog? I don't. They were all sitting in studio. Someone left the door to the street open. And they were sitting there. They are going to get ready to, to go ahead and record this song. And a black dog walked in. That's it. And then, All right, so we'll just call this one Black Dog. <laughs> hey, Mama said the way you move. And this is one of their... I mean, make you I'm not a huge Led Zeppelin fan, but I know this one. Right. And so, yeah, you have songs like Stairway to Heaven, which obviously, you know, has a lyrical story. And yeah. Maybe it's Tolkien, whatever. That's crazy. Well, how about this one that just a black dog walked in? There, there's a lot of them. So I, I, I've never heard that one about Aerosmith, though. Yeah, I love it, though. I love those. I love this behind the music type yeah. stories. What's up, Brian Riley? You ever heard the song uh, Loser by Beck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was like a huge hit. And I guess the rumor is that he said... Uh, to his manager, I could write a song that has zero meaning and be a number one hit. He did it with that one. And man. he did it. We were listening to this the other day, and I was like, this really wasn't that great of a song. It's a terrible song. I, I couldn't stand this song when yeah. it came out. So the reason he's like, I could write this song to have zero meaning behind anything, and people will still love it. Mm. Oh boy, did he prove his point on this one. Well, maybe he should have done it twice then. <laughs> <laughs> so he had, good. He had two turntables and a microphone. That was a second hit. I, no. No, that was a jam, dude. Two turntables and a microphone. I'm not a Beck fan, though, so I don't don't use me to color any sort of illustration of whether or not he's good or not. You're lucky we don't have that song in our system. Otherwise, Shocked. I'd be blasting it at <laughs> yeah. the top volume, brother. But anyway, this one wasn't a crazy one, but I thought it was interesting. You brought it today, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate Come that. Come on now. And I learned something about, and I learned something, and maybe it's just me today. Uh, Which actually happens a lot, because half the time I only have half the information when I get started. But that doesn't matter if you didn't find this one interesting or not today, because I'll do another one tomorrow, and I'll do it the day after that, and I ain't going to stop, because I can't stop. Because sometimes I'll give you some information, <laughs> and I have to say, I only find it interesting, and <laughs> maybe it's that bad. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break from 5.40 in the morning and a major, major accomplishment on the show this morning. It's here. As we have obtained the Reba McIntyre jacket. It's glorious. And uh, you can see the video on all our social medias um, and see this jacket that you could actually own at some point. If at the Christmas come, party. Yeah, if you come to the Kelly and Wood Christmas party on December 15th at Raleigh's. But you will hear all about it. Right now, in our bonus track, our first break from 540 in the morning. Kelly and Wood. Is the weather supposed to be all that bad? I don't think it is. They've been doing this to us for years now. And it's a new phenomenon. And I think it's just with everything else in the 24-hour news cycle. they got to freak us out about everything that's going to happen. Otherwise... We don't tune back in. Because I get alerts from St. Cloud State, too, because I am a student. Yes, you are. And of the world. Uh, campus will be open today. Uh, and? like, may, And I just checked. We're supposed to get like an inch of snow. May I break it down from a Midwest born and raised kid? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, we didn't even know until we had no idea what was going to happen. Like, we just went out to the bus stop, snowing or not, didn't matter. We were going to school, right? Or you had to wake up 
and watch across the bottom scroll of the screen of the news right. or listen to the radio. Listen to the, tune in to the radio <clears throat> to hear uh, Nap and Donuts was the name of the morning show my parents listened to. Oh, uh, here's a quick rundown of the schools that yeah. are out today. And that was, boy, think of doing a morning radio show back then, how easy that day was. Like, yeah. All right, here we go. Starting over at A. Here comes the bulletin. You just <laughs> rip it off. Well, all right. But we are so paranoid of the le- last year. I don't know how many times there was winter weather advisories There was and nothing happened. No, to be fair, it's good. I mean, I like the fact that we do know this stuff, but it's almost to the point of crying wolf. It feels a little sensationalized. Because I want to make sure that every everyone's safe and everything. I of get course. all that. But we're talking, I'm getting, I've gotten six emails and text messages from St. Cloud State this morning. Letting you know. For an inch of snow. Yeah. I'm, I, look, I just turned my truck into four-wheel drive and we're okay. I don't even know if the four-wheel drive on my truck worked. <laughs> Do you slide? Do you have any weight in the back end of that no, truck? No, I don't. That's You've got to get that fixed. I know. That's another problem that I don't have any weight. I'll throw a couple sandbags back there, but I don't even know if the four-wheel drive works in that thing. Uh, people are texting, I've heard two to six inches of snow. I've, not from what I can see. Not what, yet. What, what do you, what from do you my see? Doppler radar here. Say, what's, what's the barometric, metric, what is it? Uh, yes. Barometric pressure? Uh, southwesterly winds. <laughs> Uh, snowfall around one inch. Woods and that's has, it. Woods got his little weather kit out over there. Now it says 20 to 30 mile an hour winds tomorrow. That's going to be tough. That'll be a tad brisk. But yeah, come on. We're, we're, hey, we're from the Midwest. I know. And I've always, I was talking to my brother, who is also born and raised here, oddly enough. And uh, he moved out to California, though. And he was like, I remember, because I texted him last night. I said, you know what? We made it to almost December before any really bad weather. I'm cool with that. Yeah. We got December, January, February. By March, there's a glimmer of hope again. Yeah. Now, you can get you can get 10 feet of snow in March, but... April's the one that kills me. When you get the blizz- last blizzard in April. Yeah. Dude, my first... I, I'm Trust tree? Mm-hmm. My first year living back in Minnesota, after living in Texas for 17... I don't even know how long I lived in Texas. It was a stretch. It was a while. We got a blizzard on April 16th of like two and a half feet of snow. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what have I done? Why did I move away from where it never snows to where I'm dealing with a foot of snow, two feet of snow on April 16th? But you know what's coming. Summer. The best summers on planet Earth. I will say it took me a while to recalibrate my brain back to a Minnesota state of mind because now it's like, I'm like, cool, man. December, January, February, hell, by March, I'm already, you know, getting the bluegill ready to get back on the water, although I don't know if it will this year. Shut your mouth. Well, it's kind of cracking the transom, and I don't know. That seems pretty bad. Put a big insurance policy on that bad boy and take her out to the middle of the lake. <laughs> They're like, how much is the boat worth, sir? Well, I have some fine paintings on it. Sentimental and, uh, value? Yes, a gold, uh, gold steering wheel. Yes. Uh, it's worth a lot more than you would think for a 1975 StarCraft. I remember the first... So my wife, born and bred in the South. Southern Belle, right? Atlanta, Georgia, her entire life. Atlanta. Our first winter up here... I remember we were my, now we had a townhome like right there in Sauk Rapids, right? That backed up to the school, and there was like snow out. It was gross. My wife was scared to drive, and she walks outside, and the kids are outside playing. Right <laughs> now, my, mind you, my wife probably has like four winter jackets on at this point in time. Like she can't even bend her arms, and she like turns to me. She's think of the children, uh, babe. It's it's different up here. You you, you just you, you live with it. If I it's may- just like you live with the heat in the South. When you walk out, I'm telling you right here and now. Come on. Give me blizzard. Give me ice. Give me all that stuff. It is so much better than walking out to your car at 630 in the morning to go to work on August 15th. 
in Atlanta, and this five steps to your car, you already have sweat running down your back. Now, Ugh. you were a larger gentleman when you lived in Hotlanta. Yes. I'm, I'm treading lightly here. Tr- truth. So it had to be a little more miserable oh, it was awful. being that big of a gentleman in that hot of weather. It was horrendous. Honestly, I and as a big fella, I always said to myself, I never want to live anywhere hot. I admire your moxie for, that is for putting changed. up with it. I would love to live somewhere hot now, but the cold doesn't break me. The cold, until you get to that April and that's that last snowstorm comes through, when you're starting to, when you've got the melt. Yeah. You've had the melts. And then you're outside. And, yeah. and just maybe a light hoodie. It's like, you know, f- that forty, that first 40 degree day and everybody's oh, running around in shorts and everything. And you're like, we've made it. And then all of a sudden you pull out that weather app and it shows you next week. Yeah. Just a, a white, white punch to the nads <laughs> is coming and you know it. That's it, the one that hurts. It changes you as a human being, man. I'm telling you. It really does. But I say this. I say this all the time and I, I, I honest to God mean it. People in the north are tougher. Oh, one you have to. You don't have it. We've said this a hundred times. You you have to be. You are just flat out tougher because you deal with that stuff and you know how to deal with it and you get through it. And some of the people in the south used to get mad at me when I say this. So I like look, you, you just don't get it. Right now, granted, maybe you're smarter for not living through it, but you know what? Hey, it makes you tough. It but makes not, you who you are, and it gives you those kind of that Midwest resolve. Through not stuff. everybody hates it though. No, not everybody. A a lot of people complain about it, but a a lot of people. I mean, obviously, it's still a you know very populous state. No one's just leaving in droves. Well, we joke about with you. It's you have to learn how to embrace it. If you're a snowmobiler, if you're an ice fisher, if you're any of that stuff, you know how to just. It's not. Oh no! Here comes winter. It's. Yeah. Here comes winter. Now it's my winter activities begin. For. Uh, people texting in. Uh, Jack says, I, that is so true. I lived in Arizona for four years. Summertime temps, 115 is too hot. Oh, Lord. That one time I went out and visited my parents in Vegas, and they, in Vegas, yeah. was a heat warning. Oof, it was that's a, be just... 124. And I went out, and Murphy was a little... 124? It was 124, and I went out, I started the car. All right. Had the AC going for probably 20 minutes. Took Murphy out, threw her in the car seat, and it still, the little buckle burned her leg. Oh, gosh. Because it was so hot. I And I turned to my parents. I said, how in the hell do you guys do this? <laughs> and you, I'm telling you, if you ever go to Vegas, the people who live in Vegas, you look around, they all carry water bottles. All the time? Everywhere they go. Everyone either has a plastic water bottle hand, one of those, you know, camelbacks or whatever. They could dehydrate in seconds in you that kind do. of heat. Yeah. It's, all of a sudden, it's, like, fr- it's like frostbite here. Yeah, you're just like, why, why am I so dry all of a sudden? It just, it gets on you that quick. So, yeah, you know what? One inch of snow, though? Come on, man. Uh, yeah, I- I'm ready for it now. We made it. We, we made it to December as far as I'm concerned. Plus, there is nothing better than a white Christmas. You said it. My daughter, actually, born in Texas, lived there till she was nine, is like, I kind of get sad when it's on a white Christmas. I'm like, yeah. See, that's the way I felt those 17, 18 years I lived in Texas. I was like, I remember my kids learning to ride their bikes on Christmas Day, and I was in shorts and flip flops. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird thing. I don't. No one cares about that. Why am I talking about this? Sure, they do. No one cares. No one. No one here lives in Texas. Why am I talking about but it? But then you walk outside December twenty sixth. Like, right, this crap's got to go. <laughs> the, when my uh, my wife had friends that came up and visited us the first Christmas we lived here. I think it was negative twenty five, and mm-hmm. they were like, no. Never. <laughs> We're never coming back. But you know what? That's what makes Minnesota and the and this region so great because I'm telling you, those summers, and you've lived in other places, I've lived in other places, there is no place on earth 
better oh. than Minnesota summers. It's it's like you're, it's like euphoric. It's like you're tripping the light fantastic all summer long. I, I tell you, those settlers that lived in you know the hay huts and everything. Yeah, they got here during summer. Yeah. They thought, Hallelujah! That's what I talked about yesterday. I think I could live in one of those hay huts with my family on the Minnesota Plains back in the 1700s. I know I could have done it. Not to that dust like, damn, it's cold. <laughs> What's going on here? Is there any warmer place we could live? Quick recap. Okay, we are having the Kelly and Wood Christmas party on December 15th at Raleigh's. Mm -hmm. And we know for some of you that's a bit of a jaunt, so you probably won't be there with us, but you'll be there in spirit. Yeah, and it, should we gonna, live stream it? Could we live stream it? Well, I think we're gonna replay. We're gonna have some of the stuff replayed the next morning. Okay, because we're planning on staying out very oh, late. We gonna rock the Casbah, man. But we are going to get some stuff. We're gonna have it on a podcast, and we'll also replay it the next morning here. Uh, so that'll be like December sixteenth. But I'm, we want you to come out and hang out with us December fifteenth out at Raleigh's. I'm loosening the lug nuts, letting the wheels fall off. Please that night. do. But anyway, so this was almost a month ago now. There's this antique shop that me and my family go to a lot because we get bored and there's an antique like kind of district by our house, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. And there's always been this Reba McIntyre airbrush jacket that's been hanging there that me and my daughter make fun of all the time. And we're like, who would buy that thing? And so when we were doing our CMA watch party, I thought, you know, it'd be funny. I'm going to buy that Reba McIntyre jacket and wear it. To the CMA party. We estimated it to be roughly around $75. I thought, and I thought, you know what? $80 on a goof? Fine. It's worth it. And I'll wear it to every station event from here on out. What a gas. Right. But I went in there. It was, what, $375, almost $400. Something like that, yeah. So I was like, yeah, a little too expensive on, the, on a goof. Well, we had this listener, Timothy, reach out who said, I will pay for that jacket if you auction it off at the Kelly and Wood Christmas party and then just give all the money to charity, mm -hmm. which we thought this is fantastic. So I went in there yesterday and I am proud to say that in the studio right now, look at that. I don't know if we'll post this video later, but I have the Reba McIntyre. We should have done this live. I mm. have the Reba McIntyre airbrush jacket. Hooey. Now we've done a little research on this thing. Yes. Uh, one, it is a heavy jacket. This is a heavy leather jacket. It sounded thick when you hit it. That it's, looks like something that you would see, like somebody who like rides Harleys. It's a it's a thinsulate uh, uh, adventure bound craftsmanship something or other. Anyway, Nicely done. Yeah, but it smells like the antique store. That's funny. It's like kind of making me gag. It smells a like bit. money. But it has a Reba McIntyre keychain on the zipper mm -hmm. and a full size mural. Would you call that a mural? No. I think so. Maybe an homage. Of her on the back. It's a beautiful picture of Reba McIntyre. Right. I, would say, I would say in her prime, even. And now, it's not signed anywhere from what I, we could tell. It's not. No. Now, here's a deal. We have actually done the work. Oh, great. I just ruined it. To start to reach out to Reba McIntyre's people to see if we can get this thing autographed. How would we possibly do that, though, in the matter of we have two weeks till oh, the Christmas party? Overnight shipping's an amazing thing, man. Just say, hey, if we overnight this to you, can she literally sign her name and ship it right back? We're raising money for a charity. Now, or maybe she would say, like, yes, I would do it, and then we can get it signed after the fact. Now, here's the thing. Then we could even maybe get it personalized. Oh, that would be cool. That would be the coup de gras. Yeah. Okay, well, some things in the works, then. What if she would be offended by it? I how, can't imagine. How? That is the ultimate tribute on a super thick leather jacket like that, a full face mural. What if someone did do something like that and made it, like painted a picture of you?
thought it was just cheeks. It was just <laughs> awful. It was just the ugliest thing you ever saw. Would you be offended? Or would you be, well, hey, it depends, doing that. it depends on why they were doing it. If they were doing it as like an insult to me, then I'd be offended. Mm-hmm. But if they were doing, but this, it, in all honesty, let's, let's, let's cut out all the jokes about how this is a cheesy 1990s leather jacket with Reba McIntyre on it. It's a dang good painting of her. I think so. And it, nice airbrush skills. Now, here's the other thing. It feels like it's a part of the leather. It doesn't feel... So, I was telling the women that... Did they, they paint the cow before <laughs> making the jacket? Boy, when this cow dies, we're going to have a sweet jacket <laughs> on her. Tattooed it into the cow? But I was telling the ladies that. I was like, how, how does this paint feel like the leather? And they were saying that's maybe something that was sold on tour. Because... There's going, no way. Am I going on too long about this jacket? Um... The, on the on the keychain here, it says Reba Tour ninety eight. Now I did some googling, and I cannot find any sort of pictures that has either her or anyone else wearing that jacket. Well, so I cannot believe it is. I that is a custom one of one. <laughs> There's no way. Here's your one chance, Fancy. Don't let me down. So we will have that, again, December 15th, out at the Kelly and Wood Christmas party. If you need any information, uh, we have, it's, you don't have to win tickets. There's no cover charge at the door or anything like that. It is free to come out. Free, come out, have dinner, hang out with us. We're going to play some games. You could be winning $100 gift cards. We're going to have WeFest tickets there as well. We're going to have some stand-up comedians. We're going to have live music. It should be an absolute blast. Really the best way to kick off the Christmas season because... Lord knows we ain't going to work the next well, day. Well, Becca just texted, why would you do it on a Thursday? Well, Raleigh's can't risk sacrificing a Friday yeah. where they actually make money for, <laughs> for us to come in and then eight people show up. Yeah. And then, you know. Maybe a Thursday if you guys want to do it. <laughs> sure. Come on. So so that's the whole reason behind having it on a Thursday. Jen says, I'm going to be there. I've got a sober cab, too. And oh. I took the next day off. So Jen's going to go. Full Kelly Jordan. You know my friend Brian, uh, Brian, who mm-hmm. has helped us out on the show before, has, you know... At events hung, and stuff, yeah. Right, hung out with us before. Like, he's just a good dude. You know, my friend, one of my only friends left since high school, he said, Kelly, I must have that jacket. And I said, well, look, I... I we, we, we're, not, we're not throwing any sort of raffle. This no, is for charity. Heck no. And, I, and you get no special treatment. Right. You have to buy a raffle ticket like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I said, honestly, people are going to question it now if you win because you're a friend of mine, although no one knows who he is. No. And we'll have to, seriously, we'll do it up front. We'll have everyone, yeah. you know, we're not going to do this under the table or no, anything. Not like that. No, not at all. Not at We're raising money for a charity. We're raising money for a good cause. We've got it down to a couple different charities. We're working on some back stuff. Uh, I think it's going to be veteran focused because one of our stand up comedians is a veteran, Jonah Maddox. You've heard him here on the show. Yeah. So anytime you can give back to veterans around Christmas time is great. And, this it, I was so happy, and the funny thing is, I hung this jacket in my house yesterday. I didn't tell my family about it, oh. and everyone came home. They're like, "Are you serious? Oh my, <laughs> Papa! It's a Christmas miracle!" I said, "Hey, don't don't talk to me. Talk to Timothy. He's the one that fronted the money for it." And so. a huge shout out to Timothy, who yeah. really went into his own pocket for this because Lord knows, and I felt bad too. Like I had to call him at work, and I, like. Above and beyond, man. It was so cool for him to do that. The company wasn't... Uh, people are texting in, do an auction. No, nah, I think we'll make more money with the raffle. Right, because an auction, then someone has to pony up a ton of money right. for it. And I don't, I don't think this thing's going to bring bring that much in. I can't imagine. I, I think people would be willing to drop a dollar or two on mm-hmm. it. You know, and, All right, I'll buy 10 tickets for a dollar. Right. Or something like that. But if, no one's going to be like, all right, we'll start the bidding at $100. $6,000. <laughs> all right. First of all, that guy's cut off. We'll start the bidding at $1,000, just crickets. Walk up with Monopoly money. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> so that's why we're doing the whole raffle thing. We think we might be able to bring in 
you know, Sievert says, have someone else pick the winner. Of course we will. Yeah. No. You know, come on, Sievert. You know us. We're on the up and up all the time. But again, it will be a ton of fun. We would love to have you out there with us. Raleigh's Rednecks and Longnecks, uh, December 15th. Come on out there. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, should we do some history? Come on. Boy, Reba McIntyre hasn't been Shut talked about. <laughs> it hasn't been talked on the radio this much in a long time. Uh, it was on this day in 1959, Wood, the first Grammy Awards ever were televised on NBC. Now, Grammys, that's the music one, right? Yes. And that's and I was thinking about it too. Like I used to get so excited when the Grammys were coming on. And then I tried to watch the, uh, I think it was the ACMs this year, and I'm like, I'm sick of all these people. Like I see celebrities all the time now. I don't care anymore. Well, and that's what it used to be. Like if they go on Carson or something like that, it was a big deal. Oh, cool. I finally get to see, you know, somebody be a real person. Right. Now I see you on TikTok and Instagram and uh, Twitter and everything else. I will say this. And not to get too deep into the weeds of it all. Okay. But I really do think celebrities have vastly overestimated how much we care about them. Oh, are you kidding me? Of course they have. Somebody sent me a... Uh, Vin Diesel yesterday put up on his Instagram was like, I demand Britney Griner be home by Christmas. Okay. What what mad lib world are you living yeah. in? You know, it's just like... We'll get right on that. And I think the problem is, is they don't understand... Hey, everyone else is out there working, paying yeah. mortgages, car notes, making sure their kids are fed. We, we got real world problems. Well, here, are you ready for the first song that ever took home album of the year at the <laughs> Grammys in 1959? Come on. Here you go. Everybody was banging this one back in 1959. Spanish version? No, it's in Italian. It's called Neil Blue de Penitio Du Blue. What did this win? Like best album, Italian song? album of the no album of the year. Mm. No, the song is called Valare. It, uh, Dean it's a beautiful Martin. song. Dean Martin sang it. This is Dean Martin. No, oh. this is. Uh, I, I think I. Well, I think I said his name somewhere in there. Here we go. Okay, yeah, you know that song. Yeah. So that, hey. t- that took home album of the year in 1959. Boy, have we changed. Boy, if you're putting something out in 1959, yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Can you imagine how tough that was? All right. Um, all right. And then in 1972, the first home video game system ever was patented. And that's what it sounded like. Pong, man, right? Yeah. This is what our video game sounded. Well, hey, I wasn't even alive in 1972. But. That was cutting edge, though, at the time. It man. was the first commercially successful video game. And I remember my parents had an old one mm-hmm. that, like, hooked up to our TV back in the day. And, boy, we'd play it. It's all we had. And could you imagine if you would have been a time traveler and you told someone then, this is going to be a trillion-dollar business in 40 years. Well, they probably it, wouldn't have believed you. Think back, though, also to, the like, playing the first Nintendo, and you thought, my God, these graphics. Yeah. It'll it'll never get better than this. Mm-hmm. And our first one was uh, was that sound right there. Uh, and then it was on this day back in. Oh, I was about to play the wrong song here. Here we'll do this one. All right. On this day in 2011, Michael Jackson's doctor, Conrad Murray, received a four year sentence for involuntary manslaughter for his death. 
Well, you're really reading that upbeat. And you know, now here he is <laughs> on Kelly and Wood in the Morning. Hey. It's Michael Jackson. Ooh, <laughs> nicely done. That's what you call hitting the post in the industry. But He I get, only got four years, huh? Yeah. Because I think there was like a lot of like, was it really his fault? You know, it, Michael Jackson was an addict and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but so. still, don't you have the, uh, what is it, the Hippocratic Oath? The Hippopotamus Oath? Yeah, but what is that, do no harm? First, do no harm. Yeah. So, I, I man, I don't know. It was 2011. I was, yeah. I was drunk all the time. I don't know what oh, was going geez. on. All right. All right. Uh, on uh, some birthdays, real quick. Please do. One of my favorites, Anna Ferris. It's her her birthday today. And if you want a Christmas movie that's a little off the beaten path, Just Friends is a phenomenal yeah, movie a good one. with her and Ryan Reynolds. You and I are going to be the greatest musical manager team since Jessica Simpson and her father. Only we get to and they can't because it's illegal. I looked it up. <laughs> she is phenomenal in that movie. So um, check it out if you're looking for a little deeper cut for Christmas. And I, I like her. Of course, her and Chris Pratt used to be a couple. And I, I don't know if you know this, but like they got divorced, but they live like down the street from each other for the kids and stuff. Yeah. One of the rare Hollywood divorces that seems like it's. Yeah. Okay. I think they got married kind of young too. Like yeah. Before they were both super successful, so kind of. I think she's forty-five. Thank goodness you got that right. I forgot to put this buzzer sound back on here. Come on. You got to get all these right. All this wood. pressure on me. I don't have a buzzer sound, but she's 46. What, wait, what did you say, 48? I said 45. Oh, okay. Yes, okay, you get the thing. You get, you get one-year variance on there. Uh, Don Cheadle, it's his birthday today. One of the coolest guys in Hollywood, I think. Here he talks about being in Marvel movies. Uh, they, we can't. This is another thing we can never talk about. It's like they post people outside of our homes, and if we mention anything about any Marvel project, you know, the, you see the red dot. Because <laughs> he played who in the Marvel movies? Uh, he was War Machine. Well, okay. remember, he, Terrence Howard was there for like one movie, but then Don Cheadle came back. It was kind of a weird thing. But he was also one of the most awkward interviews ever. He was doing it with Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Before the, bi- the first big Avengers one came out with the snap at the end of it. And Mark Ruffalo's like, yeah, half of everybody dies. Oh, And dang. Don Cheadle looks as if he about has a heart attack. Well, Yeah. And Mark Ruffalo instantly catches up his, uh, I mean, I'm just kidding around. Oh, my gosh. And so everyone thought, okay, well, he's just joking around. Yeah. But he accidentally did let it slip. One of the biggest cliffhangers. Oh, man. And not to get too deep into nerddom, there was a lot of discussion at the end of The Avengers. And again, if I'm ruining it, sorry. It was it made yeah. like a billion dollars. You had years to watch it. But there was a discussion whether or not Thanos should snap at the end of the first one or at the beginning of the second one. And they were originally going to do it at the second one. I'm so glad they did it. When you walked out of that movie theater and half everybody was dead, that was like, whoa, a whole move. That was a big moment. Nerd alert. Okay, you can die. I'm just saying, man. I, I just, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Don Cheadle, I think he's going to be like 53. Oh. Bam. <laughs> No, I, how hard is it to put a buzzer on this screen? And I keep forgetting to do it. I'm just saying. I, I don't. I, I'm look. I don't have another buzzer. But no, that's wrong. Okay. He's 58 today. Really? Yes. Good for Don Cheadle. Yeah. Uh, a comedian, and this is so funny. I, you know, I grab these sound clips every morning or whatever and mm-hmm. for this thing. And Howie Mandel, it's his birthday today. I was like, well, I, he's one of the persons, people that really got me loving stand-up comedy when I was a kid. So I was like, let me grab a Howie Mandel stand-up comedy clip from back in the day. He was not funny. Here's what happened. I got up in the middle of the night to stub my toe and I slipped and went to the bathroom. Okay. Wanna hear something? Listen to this. Listen to this. Wanna hear something? You wanna hear something? Wanna hear something? 
<laughs> oh. well, you, my, my goldfish died today. I'm not happy about that. That happened. I know how you feel. It, it, had, a, it, it had a bladder infection. And I feel bad because I... What? What? What are you laughing at? It died of a oh, bladder God. infection. It's I, almost like he's doing a bad Bobcat Goldwaith or something. I, I thought it was Bobcat. Oh, is, I can't believe that. I used to think that was funny. <laughs> what was funny about bladder infections? Well, you want, okay, I'll play you. No, no, don't. No, no I apologize. There's, there's, 10 seconds, there's 10 seconds left. Give me 10 seconds of your time, please. Well, I, I had to hear about Thanos snapping. I don't even know what to do you. Okay, here we go. It's my fault because I should have taken it to the doctor because I didn't realize it was it was like urinating 27 times a day. <laughs> I'd watch TV and the bowl kept overflowing. That's kind of funny. No, I, that was <laughs> my fault. Howie 65? <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. You're two, you're two years off, but... <laughs> He's uh, 67 today. Good for him, man. Boy Meets World. Yeah. Of course, this, uh, what is it, America's Got Talent? Yeah. He's absolutely. done a lot. No, he's, I mean, the dude has held on forever. He's got a ton of money. Him and Adam Carolla are friends. And so, like, Adam Carolla will always talk about hanging oh. out with Howie Mandel. <laughs> so do they share money? <laughs> <laughs> no. But Adam Carolla will talk about, like, uh, how he's always in Hawaii renting catamarans and all mm. this kind of stuff. I don't know. It'd be a good life, but I'm happy now. All right. All right. Uh, and of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. 